chapter twenty seven of monte cristo's daughter this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter twenty seven the bandits reprisals monte cristo was astounded when he saw luigi vampa arrested by the roman policeman and his squad his first thought was that peppino unwilling to let slip so fair an opportunity to obtain vengeance had betrayed the brigand chief to the authorities this idea was apparently confirmed by the part the two ex-bandits had taken in their former leader's capture hence after the officers and their prisoner had departed he turned fiercely upon peppino and said in a tone of anger this is fine work for one of my servants to do especially one so trusted as you signor count answered peppino humbly you are mistaken i had no hand in it whatever save obeying the order of the officer in command of the police indeed cried the count incredulously yes continued peppino in the same humble voice and peppo here is equally innocent the officer tracked vampa to the hotel and was informed that i had conducted him into your presence he thereupon sent for me directing me without further ado to take beppo who chanced to be in my company and seized the chief who was personally unknown to him the instant he quitted your salon i trust your excellency will pardon us as we could do nothing but obey in that case said monte cristo no blame attaches to either of you but nevertheless vampa's arrest at this critical juncture will seriously interfere with my projected operations the police had conducted matters very quietly still the tramp of many feet in the corridor had awakened the viscount and filled him with terror knowing the unparalleled audacity of the bandits he had once jumped to the conclusion that a body of them had entered rome and taken possession of the hotel de france with the object of seizing upon him as the murderer of old pasquale solara who he did not doubt was dead when the tramping feet which the count and vampa were too much engrossed to hear paused in front of his very door he became fixed in this conclusion and sprang from his bed in wild alarm he looked hastily around him for some avenue of escape but there was none if the brigands were without he was trapped and would speedily be in their hands he listened with the utmost anxiety expecting every instant that his door would be forced and his relentless foes come thronging into the chamber no such movement however was made a death-like silence prevailed what was the meaning of all this what was taking place or about to occur if the men in the corridor were not luigi vampa's bandits who were they the viscount lost himself in a bewildering maze of conjectures make a personal examination and satisfy himself he dare not in the midst of his conjectures he heard a door open directly across the corridor and knew it was monte cristo's then a voice of stern command broke the silence but what was uttered he could not distinguish though he fancied he made out the ominous word arrest which was almost immediately succeeded by a renewal of the tramping of feet this sound speedily died away and silence again prevailed young mazzetti was more perplexed than ever he could make nothing out of the knotty problem presented to him for solution suddenly a thought struck him that brought beads of cold perspiration out upon his forehead monte cristo had been arrested and carried off to a roman prison then he heard the count's well-known voice angrily addressing some one and this alarming thought vanished as quickly as it had come to him 
the party arrested if an arrest had been made was therefore not monte cristo but some one else some one who had come from the count's salon who could it possibly be maximilian morrel no the idea was absurd for what had the young frenchman done to provoke arrest finally unable longer to endure the uncertainty and suspense the viscount cautiously opened his door and glanced out into the corridor his eyes rested upon monte cristo peppino and beppo the former saw him and at once came to him what has happened demanded massetti eagerly luigi vampa was here and has been taken away a prisoner by the police answered the count luigi vampa cried the young italian in amazement yes luigi vampa returned monte cristo his brow clouding what brought him to the hotel de france he came to complain of you of me i have said so and you caused him to be arrested i did not his arrest was due entirely to his own rashness the police tracked him hither and apprehended him as he quitted my apartment while speaking monte cristo made his way into giovanni's chamber closing the door behind him he stood gazing at the viscount with a gloomy air giovanni massetti said he in a slow measured tone you have disregarded my injunctions and by your impetuosity put all my plans in jeopardy you did wrong very wrong in attacking old pasquale solara this morning i am keenly sensible of it now after calm reflection answered the viscount penitently but still you must make some allowance for me i came suddenly upon the shepherd and my indignation and desire for vengeance so mastered me at the sight of him that i could not control myself nevertheless i gave him a chance for his life we fought a desperate duel and he was wounded but whether mortally or not it is impossible for me to say as vampa's men made their appearance immediately after his fall and i was forced into precipitate flight should solaro die said monte cristo moodily you will have deprived us of a most important witness for i calculated upon compelling him to speak to disclose every detail of the infamous conspiracy against you but like you i do not know his present condition as vampa did not vouchsafe me any information upon that head i can only hope that he is not seriously wounded and will recover i am singularly unfortunate said the viscount humbly everything i do seems to be wrong because you are governed by impulse alone and do not wait for your calmer judgment to come to your aid replied monte cristo then he added firmly giovanni massetti either you must submit wholly to me for the future be guided entirely by my wishes or i will be compelled to leave you to your fate i need not say that i shall abandon you very reluctantly but abandon you i must unless you cease to trammel my efforts in your behalf the young italian seized his benefactor's hand convulsively your excellency he exclaimed supplicatingly do not abandon me do not leave me to my fate at this critical juncture i will yield you blind and implicit submission and obedience for the future i will do nothing take not even the slightest most unimportant step without your direct authorization or express command it is well giovanni said the count evidently much relieved to find his ardent protege so tractable i will continue the work i have begun and also endeavor to bring it to a speedy and successful conclusion the arrest of vampa and the wounding of old solara have complicated matters to a certain extent but a brief time i trust will suffice to straighten out the complications and tangles and then the result will be happiness for all of us the richest possible reward god grant it cried massetti fervently 
now said the count you must not quit the hotel de france even for a moment without my permission do you promise me that i not only promise it i swear it exclaimed the viscount lifting his eyes and his right hand towards heaven it is well repeated monte cristo joyously and turning he left massetti's chamber it had been planned that the count should take zuleika out riding the following morning but a desire to know what had become of luigi vampa and what the authorities proposed to do in his case prevented monte cristo from fulfilling his promise to his daughter he however determined not to deprive zuleika of the pleasure she anticipated from her drive and therefore when the barouche and its spirited horses were brought to the hotel door installed peppino in the driver's seat with the faithful ali to act as an additional guard and protector zuleika after bidding her father a tender farewell was assisted by him into the elegant vehicle and ali drove off managing the prancing and mettlesome steeds with all the dash and skill of a veteran paris coachman they passed along the corso which as usual was crowded with splendid equipages and gay promenaders finally making their way to the vast and beautiful piazza del popolo which presented even a more animated and enlivening scene than the corso the elegant equipages were there supplemented by superbly mounted cavaliers and the various paths were alive with handsome girls and their gallants while interspersed amid the better classes were gorgeously attired peasants of both sexes some simply idling about others vending small wares and flowers tiring at length of the ordinary sights of rome zuleika directed ali to drive a short distance into the country he obeyed with considerable reluctance for he was well aware of the dangers to be encountered in the environs of the city and peppino on his side was also uneasy though he did not venture to protest against what he considered a most censurable caprice of his youthful mistress however they drove along for several miles without the slightest incident occurring to warrant the fears of ali and peppino or trouble the serenity of zuleika the young girl enjoyed the open country with its stately trees verdure and refreshing odours immensely and internally congratulated herself on having varied her programme by leaving dusty rome behind her for a time meanwhile ali with the habitual fatalism of his nation had resigned himself in advance to whatever might happen and drove straight onward with his eyes impassibly fixed upon the horses not so with peppino the wily and well-posted italian was constantly on the alert scanning every thicket clump of trees or turn of the road with a searching look long before they came to it although nothing suspicious had as yet met his gaze he was not by any means either satisfied or reassured finally they approached a small roadside inn and zuleika complaining of thirst directed the barouche to be stopped and peppino to dismount from his seat enter the inn and procure some wine for her peppino made a grimace at this command but had not the courage to explain to monte cristo's daughter that in obeying her he ran the risk of encountering some of his old comrades who might prove too inquisitive he slowly clambered down from the barouche and with an exceedingly rueful countenance made his way into the inn he had not been gone an instant when he suddenly reappeared running towards the barouche and uttering loud cries of alarm half a dozen rough-looking men pursued him and before he could reach the vehicle he was caught simultaneously another party of ruffians issued from the inn catching the horses by the bridle as ali was about to drive off not so fast my sable friend said one of the men we must make the acquaintance of your beautiful young mistress zuleika sat speechless frozen with terror 
ali raised his whip to strike the ruffian who had spoken so flippantly of monte cristo's daughter but the indignant mute was instantly overpowered and dragged to the ground meanwhile the men who held peppino in their clutches were examining him closely i would swear said one of them that this is our old comrade peppino who ran away from us so unceremoniously taking with him all he could lay his hands on it is peppino put in another i know him in spite of his stained face and livery by the holy virgin he added i know the livery too it's monte cristo's then the barouche and horses are monte cristo's also said the first speaker no doubt too that young woman there is a member of the count's family we followed peppino for a little fun comrades but have fallen upon a slice of rare luck monte cristo is responsible for vampa's arrest yesterday for the chief was taken as he left his room now we can make reprisals excellent cried another of the band we can make reprisals and obtain at least one valuable hostage for vampa's safety signora he said to the terrified zuleika who are you the poor girl commanding her voice as best she could replied with some dignity i am zuleika daughter of the count of monte cristo in his name i demand that you instantly release us so said the man turning to his delighted companions his daughter we can now count on vampa's safety without the shadow of a doubt the leader of the bandits now came from the inn upon being informed of the important capture his men had made he rubbed his hands in glee turning to his lieutenants he said have a guard placed in the barouche beside monte cristo's daughter and let another comrade drive the equipage to the rendezvous of the band as for the colored driver let him go back to rome on foot and carry the news to his master with the compliments of vampa's men what shall be done with peppino asked one of the lieutenants hang him to the nearest tree answered the leader but immediately taking a second thought he added no keep him perhaps monte cristo places some value on the scoundrel and it might not be bad policy to retain him as an additional hostage peppino who had been listening intently to the leader's words heaved a deep sigh of relief he would certainly experience rough treatment but at least his life was safe he therefore submitted to be bound without a murmur and even smiled as he was being led away the leader's commands regarding zuleika and the equipage were promptly obeyed and soon monte cristo's daughter was a close prisoner in a rocky cell of the bandit's subterranean fastness ali as soon as set free started for rome to give the alarm End of chapter twenty seven